This is episode seven of the Bocce Bros podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, please follow us on social media under the Bocce Bros and rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes. Give us that five star if you can. Always visit our website at thebocchebros.com for all of your apparel. We do have some new stuff coming out here within the next few weeks, so keep an eye out for that. Tonight we have a special guest, the Bocce Bellas, Aria and Tara out of Cleveland, Ohio. The Bellas are an all-female team that have been playing in competitive bocce tournaments for several years now. We're really excited to pick their brain about how the bocce community welcomed them, how can we make the sport more inclusive, and overall just hearing stories and getting to know them. They can be found on Instagram at Bocce Bellas. Again, that's at Bocce Bellas. Their parents also own a pizza and bakery in Cleveland, Ohio called Messina Pizza and Bakery. You can find them on Instagram under at Messina underscore pizza underscore and underscore bakery. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Here is episode seven of the Bocce Bros podcast with the Bocce Bellas. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once and said. We were aren't we like delivering like pizzas and stuff? Yeah. So my dad is not a competitive bocce player at all. Like not at all. He plays in one league a year in the summer after work with the same guys he's played with his whole life. Mm. And this is like a leadoff pointer. Like yeah. it's just our our church, I don't know if you heard of Holy Redeemer in Collinwood. It, they have a Holy Redeemer League. So it's just everyone from that neighborhood, they've been playing in this Holy Redeemer League their whole lives, and that's the only thing he does. So he loves it, but he's not competitive at all. It's just something he likes to do, a hobby of his. And when we were um, younger, we used to bring dinner up there. with mm-hmm. our, mo- our mom would drive dinner up there for my dad, and we would just sit and we'd watch, and we'd be like, what's this sport? And we just never... Yeah, we never like we like as younger kids. We I don't really think we played. We didn't really besides like oh we always went to that um, Italian American thing and they would play at Patterson's farm too, but they would play in the grass mm-hmm. and we thought it was weird because they were just like throwing balls in the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we just played the basic, which every Italian plays the basic backyard bocce. Yeah. We never played in tournaments or anything like that or. Um, but that's how we got started. We just would but watch like, our dad, and then we played the backyard bocce. And so Tara kind of got into, like, the more, like, actual bocce over the last few years first, and that's, like, how I got into it. But I don't I don't know how – how did you – like, you started playing with – who did you start playing with? So um, I started playing with my friend Steve probably about seven or eight years ago. Um, and I met Steve at work, and um, he belongs to the Wycliffe Italian American Club, which they have amazing – courts if you've ever played there you know they have i think nine courts yeah. all outdoor under a pavilion um and they have they throw the biggest bocce tournament every year and so he's a member there and he wanted to play in the co-ed league and they have two men two women so he said are you interested in playing and i was like yeah sure and that's how i got into um a league and i just fell in love with it and then they have they're one of the only places that do a women's bracket with their big tournament so that was the first time I ever played in a tournament as well, was, mm. was there. But wait, so at Wycliffe in this league that she played in, it's, they do two, like one guy and one girl on each side. Uh-huh. And you can't walk. So you stay, you throw all four balls, like the two people throw four balls, and then the next inning, the other two people throw the full four balls. And that's why you started learning hitting, right? Because, like, they didn't have a hitter on your side? No. No. I, I learned hitting because we played in the women's tournament and they, and Steve and said, well, if you're going to play, you need to have a hitter. Cause yeah. that's how men. So I feel like men yeah. and women play completely different. Right. How- and the way I learned, I learned how to play like the men. So we had a hitter on our team and that's how I got into hitting. Yeah. Cause you, I remember when you played with us at the Yobo, which we'll touch on later on, uh, you shot very well. Hit, you hit very yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, and then I just kind of, like, subbed. I think I just, like, subbed one day. And then I was like, oh, I want to play. Because, like, because it's fun. And I think that's how everyone starts. You just, like, sub. And then you become you a sub for someone. So why <laughs> then, Yeah. Why did you... So then, like... What, what made you, like, what drew you to the game? Why did you like it? For me? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, I'm not really, to be honest, like I'm not really athletic. And so anything that like requires like cardio, I can't do. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it was, it was also just kind of like a pastime for me. Like it just reminded me of like growing up our dad and everything. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's so much, I think it's just like so much fun as like a social event too. like take the actual like competitive out of it it's just like so much fun like we always say how much how many people like we know now that we would have never met had we never done bocce and it's like an insane amount of people like obviously three right here right um so it's just like i don't i don't know it's just like so much fun and like i said it was like one of those sports that like i i felt like i was like good at like that and golf because i because i can just like stand in one spot (laughs) no cardio (laughs) no cardio (laughs) i assume you don't walk in golf then no, I take the cart. Yeah, so, obviously. Right, I'm with you there. So, when so did, were you naturally good at bocce when you started subbing? Did it just come? She back is. You? I yeah. think you are. Yeah, I think I'm just like. Well, I always have like good hand-eye coordination too. So I think just like the point. Like I'm good at pointing. Like I've tried to hit. I, I'm not naturally good at hitting. I can't hit like at all. But I don't know if it's just because I don't do it enough. Um. But yeah, I I let off and I was like I'm lead off like all the time now. It's like that. Yeah, she's such a good pointer and Ari is really good at the game because she is smart. So it's not even necessarily so she's our lead off. So not only do you have to be a good pointer to lead off, you need to be able to call the game because you're the first person down at the end of the court and you you need to be able to think about all the different scenarios and what who should come. Who on you need to know your team who's standing back, mm. what their strengths and weaknesses are. And R is very good at that. So she's good at the angles and looking at everything. And and that's why not only is she a good pointer, but she's very smart with the game. Yeah. But this is also kind of like sometimes where playing with the guys is like different because as girls, like obviously like we're not as strong or like our balls do different things when we throw them like different ricochets than like the men. And so sometimes like when we're playing as all four girls, like in tournaments, especially we'll hear like all these different guys around us, like trying to tell us all these different like scenarios that we should have done or what we should do. And like all whispering. Cause like, you know, for playing men, they're like, stop giving them tips and pointers. And it's like really hard at the same time because like, we're trying to think for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's like one of the things that's like kind of harder. I think being a girl in the game, I don't know if you would agree. Yeah, and I've been known to yell at people outside the court yeah. and telling them to not talk to us. <laughs> Good. Good. That's what you should do. Because, like, we know our strengths, and, like, so we play to our strengths, and then, like, sometimes, like, someone off the court will tell us to do something, and, like, we question it because it's, like, no. Like, that's not going to happen the way that you see it in your mind. Like, I know it's not because we've tried it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like you said, you want to play to your strengths. Do you think they do that because of your gender? Like you don't see them doing that to other male teams. I I I think honestly, the majority of the people who watch us, they're the rooting for us. They want us to win. Right. And I think they're trying to help us, Mm -hmm. but I've been playing bocce in tournaments for seven years now. And so I mean, we've played enough. I play sometimes three times a week in different leagues, wow. depending if they overlap and stuff. So it's not like it's the first time we're walking out on the court and mm-hmm. we don't know what we're doing. Right. And so I think they're trying to help us, but at the same time, it doesn't help us because we know our strengths. So, so for example, they'll say, you should shoot the back wall because it's going to ricochet off. Well, yeah, it does if you can throw like super 90 enough. miles yeah. per hour, but we can't. So ours yeah. are not going to do that. Or, right. Next level. Yeah. Or um, I think, I don't know. A lot of people say the most ideal balance on your team is two shooters and two pointers, where when we play with all girls, we most of the time there's we only have one hitter. Yeah. So we have to st- st- think strategically where you, if you use your hitter first, you don't have another one. Um. But I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of the times where you point or hit, you have to have confidence in what you're doing. And if you second guess yourself, you completely mess up. So there's a lot of times where we'll say, do this play or do that, or I'm going to do this. And there'll be a guy standing on the side of the court and they'll just say, no, why are you doing that? Don't do that. And then you question it and you, and you second guess yourself and then you mess up. So you've been playing, you've been playing seven years in 
the Cleveland area, right? Like the tournaments mm-hmm. up there. So, and you've probably heard our podcast. I know you listen and you've kind of heard us say we've started to go up there now and we're starting to win on the courts. Can you just kind of, what's your experience after playing seven years? Like, does it get easier? Does it not get easier? No. Do the courts, <laughs> like, you know, like what, what have you learned through the years that you, you guys are trying to work on or as a team, you guys are continuing to work on? So let me be clear about the seven years thing. So I've been playing seven years in leagues. Um, probably <laughs> like, because <laughs> there's many people listening that are like, see, I've been playing for seven years. I've been playing in seven years for leagues. Um, but we've been playing in tournaments probably for about three or four years now, consistently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially so like our girl team. What I would say, like, and I think this goes for like everyone, especially like a group of Italians, is like just being so, getting emotional during the game <laughs> is like, the worst thing especially like when you're down like you can come back <laughs> yeah we're all looking <laughs> at <laughs> anthony right now what yeah that is what he so, said yeah. so does it get any easier no we we're looking at like, anthony. knowing the courts is that what you mean like if you've been playing on them for seven yeah, years yeah like does like it, like when you guys went to i think you played at neo a couple times now right so you guys were just in that last one like, how did, mm-hmm. you, how did you, like, do you just feel comfortable? Like, does, is it just, like, a surrounding that you're like, oh, we've played on this, we feel comfortable, we just got to show up and play? Like, By the way, we weren't laughing at you. We were laughing at Anthony because he's our emotional Italian. I don't know like, what you want to call it on our team. If we're down, I know when I played with you guys, you're like, don't worry about Anthony if he gets upset. <laughs> like, we to, I don't know, I'm used to it. I'm the one who's usually getting upset on my team. Yeah. Well, we like we like fuel each other because we're like sisters on top of it. So we're just like going back and forth and yes, we totally get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's underrated how much like strategy and knowing your team players is in bocce. I don't think oh, a lot yeah. of people realize that until you actually play and compete. And the way that you guys have described your strategy and game plan already, it lines right up with that. It's hard to put in words sometimes, but it's like a big part of the game. And yeah. I think that's what, that would make it easier if you consistently played with the same four people. I was just going to say and, that because like you can really tell when you, when you play. So like our other two really good friends make up the other half of the Bellas. Lisa um, and Allison. Lisa and Allison. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to play with that much this year because of like all the COVID stuff. Um, but like when the four of us play, we just like, we all know like what we can do, like what our strengths are. We're all like, we just, like, it's like one of those groups you just like look at each other and you like know what, you know, what's next, who's up. And so like when you start to play with different people, especially like it's really hard, I think to click. Yeah. Like we started doing a couple leagues with guys and it was, it was just really hard to like, it's really hard to gel and like win. And we're like, we're all really good. I'm like, why are we playing so bad? Right. <laughs> Meaning like on our team. So this, so because of COVID, we played in a lot of leagues or it was me and Ari. And then we played with two guys and it was a lot of fun, but it, it, because you're not playing with the same four people, you have that level of politeness there that mm. where if you're, you're comfortable with each yeah. other. You'd be like, what are you doing? Like, no, don't do that. Do this. And it's kind of like, well, you can do this if you want to, or if <laughs> yeah. you feel comfortable or like, but I think it's a dumb do idea. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, so we we can like relate. Four girls, I'm like, no, you're doing this. <laughs> we we definitely can relate. So like we've there's four guys down here: me, Anthony, Dante, and then our buddy John Panico. Uh, mm. That's kind of our main team. And then Carmen's up in Youngstown, and he has a team or two up there. So when Dante, when the Bocce Bros, Dante, Anthony, and I, and Carmen try and play together, that's exactly it. Like we're we're not sure who's the pointer. We're not sure who's shooting. So, like, it's it's very tough sometimes to do well because we're not really comfortable in our own spots at the moment. Yeah. And, and we we calculated, or we I did this last time when we played at uh, St. Anthony's. We've played on about nine tournaments in the last six months and with eight different teams. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad would come. My sister would come. Carmine had his, <laughs> his brother-in-law come. Or we'd have, you know, he wouldn't show up. So John would come. So it's like, it's hard because you just keep switching roles. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at those teams that are like the super teams that win, like um, ABV and Tron, they play with the same people every tournament. They know each other like the back of their hands and and they they just get it done. So that's, I think the most difficult thing is if you don't have that set team and you don't gel or you are afraid to hurt each other's feelings or you just... 
if you could take that element out, I think you're already a step above everybody else when you're in a tournament. Yeah. yeah. So when did you guys start the Bellas? Um, I think it was like three years ago. So three we or four. Yeah. So our other friend Lisa. So I. So Tara, I wanted to play with Tara after I was like subbing like three or four years ago. And she was like, all right, well, we need two other people to play with us. And so our other friend, Lisa, um, you know, her and I have been friends since high school. And so I was talking to her and she's Italian and I was like, hey, you should play bocce with us. And she was like, okay. Um, And then we needed a fourth girl and she had a friend, um, Allison, and she was like, oh, my friend Allison's Slovenian. And that's, you know, it's really big with the Slovenians, too. And she has a bocce court at her lake house in Chautauqua. And she's mm. like, oh, I play bocce all the time. So then she came and she joined us. And we were like, let's just do a tournament. <laughs> I yeah. think like I don't think we played in any leagues. I think we just, like, did just, just did women's tournament. tournament at the Wycliffe INA. Right? And then we, yeah. like, and made sure. So we wanted, we wanted to start practicing because we were, I mean... I couldn't find a women's league anywhere. So it's kind of like you were, how you were talking to the maestros last week. You, you kind of have to be in the know to figure out how yeah. you're going to play. You have to either belong to a club or know someone who knows someone and get invited. So there was nowhere for us to practice. There's lots of Italian clubs, but you have to be a member to go on their courts. Mm. Um, and it was, we were one of Dita or Panini. It's just, it was, so we were, then, we, then we tried to scour all the bars because the bars started putting in courts yeah and so we started practicing at bars and um (laughs) like there was nowhere for us to go and um so then we did so we did join a league in the summer and that's when um Rafaela she's Malarano I don't know if you guys know her she recruited us to join Molasani she was like we need women we need girls you guys are like young we need you know young new girls in the clubs we're like okay like we'll play bocce and so which, we ended up going. Which generation is she in of the Melaranias? She's Pete Melaranias. She's the mother. She's, She's the mom. mom. We played She's her at the. Okay. <laughs> we played her. We played her at Jerry's. Chris and I. Yeah. yeah. That was the, that was the team we played. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so. She's solid. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. We love her. We played with her a few times. She's a really good pointer. We played with her all summer, practically, actually. Yeah. She was a Bella all summer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then the four of us joined Molasani and we just started playing in all the leagues. And then, um, I think this, like, we started just like having fun with it. And that's when we made our Instagram account was when we did the Wycliffe INA, um, tournament and our really good friends from Toronto. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Extreme Bocce League. Yep. We follow them. They're, They're funny. Yeah, we're really good friends with them. So we were hanging out with them and um, they have, I was like, we know them just from following them on Instagram and oh. from Bocce. And we're like, so Allison, um, our other friend, she's like, we should make a Bocce Bellas account. And I was like, who's going to follow yeah, it started us. as a joke. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, who's going to follow us? <laughs> and she was like, Extreme Bocce League would follow us. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. So then we made it. And I'm literally, I just started following all these Bocce people like from Extreme Bocce League's account. So like, it just started like picking up and we kind of like made it to be satirical at first and like funny mm-hmm. and you know, it just like rolled with it. And how'd you guys do that tournament? That first tournament? Oh, remember? the first, you mean like the, the one on the, the fluke we just like did? Awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played awful. Yeah. So we, so in the women's bracket, it's just kind of like whatever it's all women, but then there's only one tournament that we know of in this area with women. And it was the Wycliffe one. So we said, we got to start, doing the the open brackets and our goal was just to not embarrass ourselves like we had we know we're not gonna win let's just not embarrass ourselves and um we actually started playing really good and I think we've started to earn the respect of you know a lot of the men and Mm -hmm. they like they like us well I think so I think they do they like (laughs) they like playing with us they like (laughs) us there until we beat them (laughs) (laughs) what's the what's the farthest you've gone in a tournament with the bocce bellas so with our original team or cause COVID because of COVID I played, we always enter our team as Bachi Bellas, no matter who's yeah. on it. If you're a woman and you're playing with us, you're a Bella. Mm-hmm. Um, and this summer in Ashtabula, we came in second. Nice. nice. So that was the furthest that we went um, with an all women's team. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty exciting when you like, it's pretty exciting when you start making it through the bracket and you like get on this little run. 
we've never really experienced that yet, but <laughs> um, yeah, we don't know what that's like. I mean, we just started really playing. <laughs> well, I just started playing in tournaments. Dante and I, the last couple of years, really year. Um, yeah. You know what we're really good at is knowing how to drive home in 71 to get back to Columbus. <laughs> we're hey, very we're, good we're at that. We're just like that too. We're yes. just like, let's, let's just get one point on the board. This, That's is, how we were. this is the first year that I think we've won any like money and we've done it a lot this year too. I've been playing seven years. First time I've ever won money. So yeah. Yeah. awesome. Congrats. We joke that we're always Congrats. donating yeah. money. Yeah. We do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To like, to like the same 12 guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> The Bocce Bros is a philanthropist company, actually. It's basically a night out. So you're thinking like, oh, your yeah. entry fee, it's like a night out. Exactly. It's yeah. fun. Oh, like yeah. some of those summer tournaments, oh, oh my gosh, they're yeah, huge parties. So yeah, what yeah are some I still of your... have never been to Wycliffe. Sorry, Chris. No, you're good. Still never been to the Wycliffe tournament, but I mean, you talked a little Probably bit about Probably my favorite it, tournament. It's so much hurt. fun. It's just like three days of just like Italian and fun and bocce. I like the Wycliffe tournament because it's so big that teams come from other states. And that's where I've met a lot of our friends from Bachi. Mm. So we have friends in New York. Mm. We have friends in Toronto that we went last year. We or two years ago now. We went to the Extreme Bachi League tournament and we played in that. Um, yeah, that's fun. When our friends from Rome, New York come in, we don't even just play Bachi with them. We play golf. Like So we've made so many friendships. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It. I'm yeah. excited for that tournament this year. Yeah, I'm excited to meet a lot of them. You know, like they, similar to you guys, when we started our Instagram account, we started following all these random bocce accounts. And a lot of them have reached out, been super nice to us, but we just know them through social media. So it'll be nice once we could finally meet them in person. Yeah. Um, I think it's, one of the things, I think it's like easier too for us to like get followers and stuff just because we are girls. So like, and and there's, I mean, there's not really any like girl bocce counts i don't think besides ours no, no. yeah i don't it's funny because i you, you like if you make your account like a business account you could see the stats of like the age and gender of like who follows you and it's like 90 percent men <laughs> that follow <us. laughs> and like 10 women <laughs> that's because there's only there's 90 percent men yeah bocce. that's the thing right yeah really. it's I like mean, all bocce is all men but yeah so while we're on the topic of tournaments what are some of your favorites well, Wycliffe, definitely. I think the JAC one is a lot of fun, too. That's a Little Italy one. Mike Sapula runs that for his brother. Love That's where that I first one. met you guys at the JAC this year. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I think I talked to Dante. I don't know if I talked to. So we're doing um, Carantavania is next weekend. And that is at the Cleveland. That's a Cleveland. Clebachi Club puts that one on. That's Yeah. 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 We'll be there. Uh, yeah, we'll be there. You are you playing in it? Yeah, that yeah. we'll see you there. Nice. So we've done that one the last two years, and that's always a lot of fun too because they normally have it with the Slovenian festival or the Krantovani festival. festival. Yeah. Um, but this year, I don't think they're doing that. It's just going to be the Bocce tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That else? one's a lot of fun. What else? Yeah, the Chipula well, one. Before you before you go on, the Chipula one's probably one of my favorite. I've been doing it for. 12 years I've been going. That's another one that's like a huge part of I mean, that is a lot of fun. It, he throws such the best bocce tournament just with yeah. the, the DJ. He had the photo yeah. booth the one year. The, it Where, was just the food. Where's that it at? Great. It's the one in, the one that was is always in Little Italy, but it went to Jerry's this, this year. Okay. The one you came to. Yeah. First. He's, like the, he's the best MC, isn't he? On the yeah. Mic. <laughs> he's hilarious. We played with him in the league and he's like, you got to do my bocce tournament, JAC. You got to do it. You got to do it. I can't wait. To get on the mic and just be like, Bachi Bella! Yeah. Yeah. One. So we got in and it's just, he, he's a good guy. I love him. Yeah. What uh, What did you guys think of the Yobo tournament? That was the first one you've been to, correct? Yeah. I played it at, at MVR before, um, but that that MVR tournament is completely different than the Yobo. The mm-hmm. Yobo was so much fun and it's um, I liked how it was. Didn't you have to have at least one girl on your team? Mm-hmm. yeah 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 you had to have at least yeah. one girl on your team and it was um all or you had to be un, under 40 i think yeah which is good because because <laughs> the older guys they're the ones who are really really good um and it just it it seemed like so you introduced bachi to so many new people 
yeah, it was fun. That, yeah like, that's yeah, really what it's all about trying to and hopefully we could bring in uh, more people in the future from Cleveland and Columbus who are newer to bocce I know that's a little harder get them to travel but mm-hmm. with Youngstown it's been huge to get people who have never even heard of bocce or like they've seen their friends play but never even thought about playing and they were out there competing having fun one team actually made it pretty far in their bracket who I think only a couple of them have ever played but a few never even yeah played before. was it that like the team that came in second or third or second they're like uh, young kids they're like 15 or something yeah so that was one of them that was their first tournament together and yeah, I think they were the it. same like just thrown together like they all played with their dads or watched their dads and they had fun like their dads kept coming up to me like this is huge for them yeah it was the three guys and that girl and I played against them and that's where that's where my team got eliminated and I think it was I think they came in second and I asked the girls like how how long have you guys been playing because they were they were like 16 and she was like oh well my brother's been playing forever with my dad um but the other two and me we just started like last week to form this team <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's that's Nicoletti's kid right Dante I think was yep. the team that chased second yeah yeah he's good yeah. he's yeah. solid yeah he is yep and Nooch Nooch yeah. Fornatera yeah Nooch that's who it was Aria you, the, the guy you played with Vincenzo he was super excited that was his first tournament ever yeah he's like, he so cute He's a senior, he just graduated high school and he just loves bocce, loves it. He yeah. was he really good. I know you guys came in third, right? I don't. Yeah, you guys went far. Did we? You, uh... yeah, you guys came in third. And I, yeah. I won the toilet bowl championship with uh, you did. your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, <laughs> the, the loudest kid Nick. there. Yeah. <laughs> He's so funny. You're right. I think we did come in third. Yeah, yeah you, you guys. Far. Yeah, you knocked my team out. Mm-hmm. the round before that yeah. that was a fun day yeah we're looking at doing that again carmen uh he runs the oboe there and we're, we're going to help out as much as possible i think he might be looking at summer this year um but maybe on a saturday so we could actually enjoy ourselves a little more but uh yeah i like i like playing there too that's kind of our goal too we and maybe we'll talk to you guys about this we want to do one in cleveland um, so we're going to see what venues are the best venues to do it at. Probably little Italy sounds like it'd be a solid one just because there's restaurants and bars there. Like we, we don't want people to come mm-hmm. and be like, okay, we lost. Let's go home. We want people to come there, drink, party. Yeah. Like that's the whole goal. Stay around. Yeah. 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 So. We'll yeah. See. Alta House has really nice courts. They're a little different because they have the angle on the side. Yeah. And the 45 yeah. degrees. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen that Yeah, which makes before. it interesting. It's like a whole other game. Yeah, it is. I, I We practiced there before that tournament at Jerry's, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I've never seen yeah. that. <laughs> Those but are it, the courts they have uh, for the Cleveland Bocce Club, the Crontavania, just to let you know. Yeah, oh, they have really? the angle. Okay. Nice. Now, Unless is there a play it. off that angle? Like, do yeah, people have... You, I figured. If yeah. you hit the one angle... On the left, your ball shoots around the entire, like it ping pongs all the way around. Yeah. yeah. So you can like shoot, it'll like bump the balls out if they're like in the back and then you just take the point. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely a play. <laughs> yeah. That, that swinging, the swinging back wall is like no, non-existent in Columbus. So like the first really? time we went up, the first time I we went up to Jerry's, it was like the first time I've ever seen it. And then like now we go to these other tournaments and these damn swinging back walls are so annoying because it's like if you throw it too hard, it flings back six feet. If you throw it too light, it doesn't swing back. So it's like it's so frustrating because we there's a lot of shooters, obviously, when we play and the mm-hmm. Plano always gets put in that back. And it's like we lose mm-hmm. half our points because we don't want to play the back wall. Mm. So what do you use for your back wall? Is it just wood? Just Yeah, wood. Dead. It's just like you hit it and <laughs> it dies. Wood. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we coming down from Youngstown, we were like, you know, where's your back wall at? Because that's what we were used to up there. And finally, this year at the our Italian club, uh, John Panico, he installed, it's not a swinging back wall, but he installed some kind of wood back there. We're at least now allowed to shoot it. So it's we're moving in the right direction. It's a slow process to try and change the game down here to make it similar to what we see up there. Yeah, our rule course- was... Our rule was if you shoot it and you, you don't hit anything, the ball is out. Yeah, back wall dead. Yeah. Do you yeah. like playing that way? 
I do I know, I because because if I miss one, I want to take another one because we play two and two. So we always play two. And, we don't we don't do the four man down here typically. So we do no. two and two. So if you miss one, you get another shot. Well, then if your ball is back there, then you have a chance of you know having another ball back there. But with it being dead, they actually you just take the ball out, so it leaves that back exposed. Most that's of the mall signing tournaments are like that. Yeah, that's actually international yeah, rules. Mm-hmm. Even though it seems like majority don't play that way, but when you look internationally, that's how they play. Did we play like that in Toronto? Yeah, Toronto, we played international rules. So in Toronto, um, when you start, they place the Pauline in the center of the court. So you don't mm-hmm. throw it. They place it in the center, and then that's how you start. Really? Wow. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yes, Molasani, that speaking, speaking of Molasani, those courts are like ice. It's like, <laughs> it's like playing on concrete. Like, yes. <laughs> concrete with just ice over it. Like That was crazy. Yeah. Are you guys it's part of that hard. club? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're members of Molasani. Yeah, so we play on leagues there all the time too. But it's really an adjustment when you because in the in the summer everyone wants to play outside, especially in Cleveland. Like you don't get very many nice days. So then when it starts turning over, everyone goes into the indoor courts, and we're all th- like we're basically dropping the ball and it's just rolling all the way to the back because <laughs> of just that synthetic court. It's like rolling mm-hmm. it like you said, like on ice. It just goes. Yeah. It's crazy. So you obviously- it's hard too because we do like in the winter we'll do like Monday night at Molasani and then Thursday night at NEO and so like we Are have to fine? switch. Yeah, within yeah. the week. Meh. that's the worst. That's funny. So you're Italian. Yes, we are. What are Italian our- and Lebanese, actually. Oh yeah. Okay. Where uh, where from? Where's your family from in Italy? So our dad is 100% Italian. Um, his father, so our grandfather, he's from the, uh, Messina, Sicily. And then our grandmother is from the Molise, Camabasso area, where everyone's from. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. think Pizzuto's family's from there. I don't know. Um, like, yeah. I yeah, think he told me it that. Is. Yeah. yeah, his family is. Yeah. Mm. He's all pumped when people... All world. Yeah, yeah. So what are you... What yeah, because when we were doing our team name, we were, like, trying to figure out... Cause I played with him and um, John, mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out. They were like, "Should we be a Brutzi?" And I was like, well, "I'm from Malise." And they're like, "Well, they used to be called a Brutzi, I think, before it was Malise." That's how we came up with our team name. But yeah, we had this combo. We're both from Matrich, Camembaso. Nice. Yeah, we're all Italian. One of our favorite podcasts was with Giulio Gambuto, the uh, director of Team Marco. Uh, oh yeah we watched team marco yeah thanksgiving yeah bought it on you guys are the ones who brought it to our attention you shared it on your story and we we're all jazzed up we were sharing it with our <laughs> we have a big italian tech uh group text or the columbus italian club group text excuse me and uh we we're all like okay we have to have like a watch party for this but you mentioned how your your grand or your dad played and he plays in this league did that bring some memories back? Because I know the grandpa, it seemed like it was very similar to that, where he met up with his buddies and they played, you know, in that park. Were there any similarities yeah. there? We actually watched it with him. Um, so like oh, I was nice. saying, we, Thanksgiving Eve, I downloaded the movie and we watched it. Um, when The way they played, though, in that movie, it's different than how he played and, and how we play. Mm-hmm. So um, it looked like they were playing... Like four and four on each side, like eight people, right? eight people on a team, something like that. Um, but yeah, that definitely brought back memories. But he still plays a lot with all of his friends. Um, we go up there too when he's playing in the league, and we just like watch. That's fun. Yeah, it's a funny. It's all basically they play, they drink wine, they eat. All their wives make food, and they bring the food, and then oh, they play a little bit of bocce. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of the movie? It was cute. I loved it. It was cute. It was it was nice. I, first of all, I was shocked that they made a movie about Bachi. Yeah. And then um, the fact that when we watched it, it, I mean, you could relate to it so much. I liked because like that's like one of the things I love about just like Bachi or hobbies in general, and just like being able to like be out and just like enjoy time with people and like have fun. And so I like that aspect of like him just like trying to get his grandson out from like the video games and like, and just be more of that like old fashioned upbringing. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
part of it. So what's your uh, which, what's your favorite cookie? Gotta ask. <laughs> so random. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to pick just one. <laughs> yeah, you should answer that. <laughs> oh. Hopefully Italian, but it doesn't have to be. Well, I mean, my all-time favorite cookie is chocolate chip, but my favorite <laughs> Italian cookie Same. is, uh, I love at Christmas time, the seven layer, we have just at Christmas, but you know, the seven layer rainbow cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so hard for me to pick these. I don't know if you know this, but my parents own a bakery. You did mention <laughs> so it. What's the, what, which bakery? Which bakery? It's a um, Messina Pizza and Bakery. Okay. I can't remember. Is wow. it, Anthony, was it you? Do you make wine? No, it was John and uh, Mike. John and Mike lead it, but we're all part of it. So we all pay pitch in to do it. <laughs> so yeah. the winery where you guys is get where the your dad is literally right next to the next door to oh, our no bakery. Way. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So can you say the name again? Messina Pizza and Bakery. There's an Instagram if you want to look it up. <laughs> Follow their Instagram. We'll we'll tag it in. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll create a post. I'll create a post and for it. We're really trying. So Messina is the the bakery. There's two courts that my dad built, and they haven't been played on in years. But we really want to get them up and running and have a tournament there. Um, and have like pizza from the, from the pizza shop and, you know, just make it a big tournament, have, um, Moda tournament with it because my dad runs a Moda tournament yeah. with our church, our Holy Redeemer parish festival. He runs that tournament. So we, we're kind of com- trying to combine both, but we got to get the courts up and running. Maybe we have a Cleveland Yobo spot if the little Italy doesn't work out. Yeah. Maybe we could yeah, do it together. We were going to say like, uh, Collinwood, like tournament thing um maybe we could partner up together yeah That'd for sure fun. whatever help obviously yeah we gotta fix courts so we'll did even... you guys grow up in collinwood yeah mm-hmm. and is there a large italian population kind of like little italy or a little yeah. bit there was yeah so it was like when all the italians came over i feel like they either settled in like collinwood or little italy okay. and then like you know as they got older they like moved out so there's not as much there's still some of like the older people that just like haven't moved in 40 years but like it's not as much as it used to but growing up i think was like the cusp of when it started people started to like move out like move to like the east side and stuff still a big italian community that you know still goes to church there Mm. every sunday and we have um, feast feast where we process through the streets and our big ones are saint anthony festival that we do um and we process through the streets with the saint with the saint anthony statue Mm -hmm. um we have a restaurant as well down the street from the bakery so like the different like little italy is they have all the restaurants there and i think that's what keeps like that italian population alive yeah or it helps anyways um really like maravoli's our restaurant is like the only restaurant in Collinwood and the bakery right yeah in the heart of it yeah so what's your favorite cookie now that why well, I, I mean it probably it, it'd probably be more like if I could went dessert wise be the Tita Mizzou for sure is my favorite so not I'm a not, cookie <laughs> I'm not into sweets as much I've always been the uh the clothespin cookie guy that are obviously I don't know if you consider a cannoli a cookie, but like I could smash. Mm. This could be a big argument. Yeah. I've been into pit cells lately. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been making them with like M and M's and stuff just for her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you've never had a pit cell with M and M's in it, you gotta try it. It's really good. All right. Sounds delicious. Definitely. What are some of your favorite Italian traditions? I know I'm putting Christmas we're Eve. putting you guys Christmas on the spot. Eve. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, best day of I the year. As the, the feast of seven fishes. I feel like even if you don't like fish, just you just like like it because it's a tradition. Mm-hmm. We do that every year. Do you guys what have else? a big family? Christmas Eve is definitely better than Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's hard oh, yeah, explaining that to not my non-Italian friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there's no presents or anything on Christmas Eve, and it's not about the presents, but 
Yeah, my friend, right. she's a Latina. She texted me on Christmas Day, and she's like, Merry Christmas, even though you probably had Christmas yesterday. I'm like, thank <laughs> you for doing that. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. My friends would always be like, wait, your family gets together both days? You have 30, 40 people at your house on both days? I'm like, yeah. Like, Christmas Eve's the shit, yeah. and Christmas Day is more relaxed. Do you go to Midnight Mass? Uh, I haven't missed one. I think I haven't missed one in probably like 12 years. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah, that's, like, that's what we do. We, we're all together and we eat and then it's like 11 o'clock and we're all like, Oh, we got to go to church now. And then we all go to church and we're like in food comas and we've been drinking wine all night. And <laughs> yeah, that's something that we stopped a while ago because of the alcohol. I'm like, I, I don't want to, yeah. like, I want to party. Like, I don't want to go to bass. You know, it's bad to say, yeah. but I can go another day. <laughs> yeah. It's a sin, but whatever. Yeah. I would always, I would fall asleep because we would go when I was a kid. I would fall asleep, then got a little older. And I remember my cousins were older and they, they dreaded it. So they lived next door. We'd go over there and take a shot. And I was like in high school, like, you know, not, not normal for me and we would go take a shot and they'd be like all right this is gonna get us through mass we'll be good (laughs) (laughs) it's i don't know if you notice this or not but like when you're sitting there on christmas eve just especially in an italian parish all you do is smell is like garlic and fish that's all you smell like the entire time (laughs) so true so So what are uh who would you guys say the who would you girls say the best female theme you ever played was? Fe- the best what? Female team. The, the oh. best female bocce team. I guess it could be all female or two and two. Um, so. Sorry to put you on the spot, but I know no, you played I think, a lot of. I don't good remember. Teams. I don't know their team name, but I could tell you who they are that I think is the best team and. I'm friends with, um, so I played with Botched. Is that their team name? Botched. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Dina Morgano and um, Crystal, uh, Julie. Julie Mohar. And who was their fourth? Julie Mohar. Sam, right? Sam Mitchell. It's, Jerry's, it's, or Jerry's girlfriend, Sam. They, when we played, I think they're the best. Um, they just had like such a, they just had such a good team. Like they just, yeah, they, they, they're a really good team. Like, they have good the four players. of them together just, like, work. They have um, – so they have hitters. Yeah, so, so De- Dennis's girlfriend, Crystal, she was their leadoff. She's a really good pointer. Um, I don't even think – I think they're a good team because they they play like – we play like them as well. So they have hitters and pointers. And, um, yeah, and Dina and Julie are, were the two hitters, and they were just, like, on fire. Yeah, they're definitely – I don't even know if we played them. Did we play them? Yeah, we did. We played with them in the tournament, but I wasn't. I don't remember if we actually played against them. Yeah, we did. I think we did. They, okay. So I kind of have a funny story. I don't know if I've ever. T- so I played all summer with Dina in a women's league, and I don't know if I ever even ever told Dina this, but when I first started playing, um, and we were getting into tournaments, I went to the Molasani tournament, and I was just sitting there watching, and they um, were playing their girl team, and they were playing in that tournament, and they were the only. I think it, they were playing in the open bracket. I don't think they had a women's bracket at that the year that I was watching and they were shooting and they were, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to play like them. And so that's when, um, when we entered in our girl team, I'm like, we have to have a shooter. And so I, I don't know if Dina will listen to this or not, but I, <laughs> I looked up to Dina because I watched her hit and that's what I wanted to learn. <laughs> and we played with Dina all summer. Um, Dina Rafaela. Feel you'll have to get her to watch this now. Be like, oh, you're Is in you it somewhere. Instagram? You'll just have to see. <laughs> I'll text it to her. <laughs> yeah. That's funny you, you say that because I'm I'm always watching people, seeing how they throw, how they approach their, you know, the game. And there's times where I try and emulate that because I'm still trying to figure certain things out, like my shooting form, for instance. Like I'm trying to work on that. But um, but it's funny you mentioned that because it's you try and take little pieces from some of the great people that you see. Yeah, I think this year, um, especially because we've been playing with other people, we just, like, started picking up different things that we never really thought about before. Mm-hmm. So that that's the kind of – that's 
the one good thing about playing with new people is just like learning the new strategies that you never thought or like even like you said just seeing how they throw it mm-hmm. yeah i think that's what one a, thing this year that was so when you guys when you guys go out or you know talk to other people do you have to explain like how to play bocce mm-hmm. <laughs> do you get asked all the time like people at work i feel like especially like think it's so funny that mm-hmm. we're like into bocce because like then we're like oh i'm going to a bocce tournament like especially in the summer you just like in the like it's just, every like, weekend <laughs> yeah like every I was I took off to go to that t- Toronto one. They're like, you're going all the way to Toronto to play Bocce. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my friends are just like they don't get it. They th- just think bar bocce or you know yard bocce, and they're like, there's really people that do this like seriously. I'm like, yeah, I'm like you have no idea until you enter the world. You sub, you sub for someone, and then you get hooked, or you yeah. come, or we force you to come watch us play or something like that. But it was so funny because one of uh, my friends who teases me the most about this she's like oh you're such a loser you're such a geek like she's teasing in, in good fun but mm. so I had dinner with her last night and such she's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you'll never guess what I'm doing tomorrow and she's like I'm like I'm going on a bocce podcast <laughs> and she was like oh my god <laughs> that's awesome and, to, and, and I was like no we, they want to know about how women and bocce and she's like okay that's kind of cool and then she doesn't have Instagram. So I showed her our bocce bells Instagram and I'm like, this is what I've been doing. And she's like, Oh, that's actually kind of cool now. And so, um, yeah. So yeah, I get teased about it at work and stuff like that, but I'm recruiting them one by one. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I like when people joke around with me, it's like in my head, I'm just like, you, you don't, you're actually missing out. You know, you don't, you're missing out on a lot of fun. Yeah. But whatever. So yeah i will say after after going to a lot of the tournaments like it is like a family right like after you go for so long and you play with these people it's like we it's you kind of get excited to see everyone you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's like oh we get to see everyone we're gonna watch them play oh they're really good oh let's see how they're doing today like just kind of it's kind of just like a little tight-knit family outside of our day-to-day lives that's so true once you once you get in and you start to meet people like everyone is always so welcoming and you know it's like you meet them once you have one conversation and you have a friend for, for, for your life. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And one of our first tournaments, it was the one at Jerry's, the team from Kentucky, uh, Chris came up to me and he was giving me, Oh yeah. he was kind of going off your story earlier. He actually pulled me aside and was like, Hey, like look at doing this next time. And I did it and it worked. And it was, I was like, okay, like, I appreciate that. It was really nice of him to, you know, because he's he not he noticed we were kind of new and we we're trying to figure things out, but it was cool that he you know stepped aside and did that. Yeah, I remember when you guys were there, and I remember we were like, "What? These guys came all the way from Columbus to come to Jerry's house?" <laughs> like, <laughs> we saw your inst. Yeah, I saw the Youngstown Instagram account, and you, they were like filming Jerry's house, and I'm like, "Who is running this account?" Because like <laughs> I didn't know who you were, and I was like, "They're at Jerry's. Like we have to know who they are." And I'm like, "Well, who's from Youngstown?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we I like kept it secret for a while too. Not like mm-hmm. secret, but I didn't put myself out there because I wanted it to just grow organically. I didn't want it to be like my friends and family and like this yeah. person thing, like, oh this is so I tried to grow it like outward and then started following and seeing people in Youngstown. And so that's kinda how we built it. But so that works, so though. building I think it did because like, we, we were had all like, people... who's running this account? Like a lot of people were wondering who it was. And our, our it brought people Brittany, in. Our friend Brittany said that you messaged her and was like, hey, are you a Bachi Bella? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, because, Bella. yeah, because uh, she was ordering a hoodie or a sweatshirt or something. And we were supposed to play you guys in a tournament. So I'm like, oh, no, oh, man, I'm selling really? to the opponent. But <laughs> I think I'm, I think we first so. met you at MVR. Yeah, I think so. Um, like the probably the pre Carmstrong tournament, or one of one of those. I think it was before. I think it was Carmstrong. It was Carmstrong. So it was you. I didn't know who it was, but it was the Youngstown account messaging me, asking me for the. Oh, I think you played yes. them, and that team just had a meltdown because it was a big yes. upset that you beat them. Yeah, so we beat Oliver, and we beat the uh, mm-hmm. two guys from Connecticut, or three guys from Connecticut. Two only spoke Italian. And we came back, we were down like 11 to two. And these guys were freaking on each other. 
And what was it you, Tara, that videoed yeah. it? Yeah, because I didn't them play screaming. it. Oh, I remember seeing this. The, like they were young so in the parking over. lot. And you wrote like still young 10, in the parking lot 30 minutes, minutes later. <laughs> they, I mean, and people were coming up driving. to me like, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, because I mean, everyone around me, because I wasn't playing, but I was watching and um, everyone around me was saying that they are like a powerhouse team and that they came all the way from Connecticut and that the fact that you guys were winning, you hadn't won yet. But the fact that you were winning was like, everyone was watching and was like, oh my gosh, if they win, this is a huge upset. And then, so I was paying attention. And then when you guys won, they just, oh my gosh, total <laughs> melt of screaming at each other, throwing their hands in the air, yelling in Italian. I had no idea what they were saying because I don't speak Italian. So I'm just like, oh, this is good content. So I just start taping them. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is why I love bocce. Like the passion, the fact that you're just, you know, throwing four balls down the court that can bring this kind of emotion out of people. <laughs> and it's just, I, I just love it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it, thing, moments like that are funny, but also, yeah, it makes you realize how much passion's in the game. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so is that one of your favorite bocce moments that you ever played? Probably. I mean, so that's this is our first year of tournaments, and so that was my first year. My dad's been playing for years, and mm-hmm. they try and get me in the Carmstrong, but for some reason I was always out of town. And so that was my first time playing in it. And, like, I didn't know who these guys were. Like, Oliver, too. Like, he's he's big up at uh, Wycliffe, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so we, we didn't know who these guys were. We just went and played our game, and we beat them. And, like, everyone was coming up to us. Like, that's crazy. Like, you guys you guys are so young. Like, this is your first – one of your first tournaments. You just beat them. And we're like, I <laughs> guess they're really good because they're screaming at, at each other. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Like, to – like, we have to tell you our biggest upset <laughs> – yeah. So we did a two man tournament at NEO. And I think yeah. it was me, us and like one other team. We're the only girls yeah. in this so whole do you, I don't tournament. know if you know um, for Michael Plumbing, but two of the girls that uh, make up that team were playing too. So it was just the four of us. We're the only um, four girls in the entire tournament. And it was random, pick the bracket. And well, they said it was random, but out of the only two girl teams, we were put against each other. For the first oh, round, that sucks. Yeah. So, so it's fine. Um, but and we, me and I ended up winning, and so we moved on to the next game. And they're like, "Oh, you're playing the Rome Pointing Champion." So I don't know if you've heard about this big tournament in Rome, New York. I think they have oh, like yeah. 18 courts. I've yeah. never been, but that was that's one of our bucket list tournaments we want to play in. And uh, mm-hmm. they have like pointing and shooting competitions. So like the guy we were playing against won that year as like the pointing champ. <laughs> And I don't even remember who he was playing. Oh yeah. So, so they're, they're saying, Oh, you're playing the pointing champion. Like, and so we're going in like, Oh, well, we're not going to win. Like, let's just, you know, (laughs) try to get a couple points up there. And I don't know what came over us or we were just in sync, but it was like, we could not do anything wrong. It was like, Ari was on it every time I made every hit and we get to like 10, nothing. And everyone's watching us. Everyone's like shocked. And there's like every single guy is like rooting for us. Because like we said before, if you're not playing against us, you're rooting for us. Yeah. Rooting for us. And so <laughs> they all think it's like hilarious that we're winning like 10 to zero. And we're playing good players. And so, and I'm just like, okay, don't think about it. Cause when I get rattled, like I, I can't play as well. Like when I start like getting rattled or anything like that. So then they, the, the two yeah, guys so were trying to be composed. <laughs> the two guys were playing. They just start getting nasty. Like, I mean, they were just mad because they were losing. And like we said before, the whole getting emotional thing doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, like, made a comment to Tara. He was like, nobody shoots like that. And so then I'm like, oh, well, she shoots like that. And I, like, go <laughs> off. And Tara's like, okay, we need to stay composed. So because they start fighting each other, I'm getting rattled. And so in that frame, we or the next couple of frames, we let them get four points. But then we ended up closing out. No, we, we played won. Like 14. It was like 12. I think it was 12. No, I think nice. we played 14. 14-4, we beat them. Dang. And so then everyone was like, well, we don't want to play them next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was the best game of our lives. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so, so we don't cool. care. If we ever we never won another game in our lives. Like, that was the best game we ever played. It was so much fun. Like, we, it's, it's just such a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. one question we always ask our guests is your favorite bocce moment. Would, would you consider that your favorite bocce moment, or is there something else out there? uh definitely jerry's tournament i think this past 
That was definitely one of them. I would yeah. say that's one of the top ones. That was one of them. There was another one. Um, Wait, what was the moment though? That, just playing there? Well, no, no, no. The are you talking about the with one, Sharon? The big upset we just did. That was one of them. Got it. Yeah. But then this. When what was turn? It was that? a summer. Oh, that was November. No, it was November. We played a girl. We we played with um, a mother daughter Jenna and Sharon, and Sharon is a really good hitter. And she, so when I shoot, I shoot underhand. When Sharon shoots, she shoots overhand. So she shoots like the guys where it has that backspin. And um, so we were playing and the team we were playing, Aria, I think, rolled a point like on the Pauline. Mm -hmm. And they're, the team we were playing, they hit and stuck. So they completely replaced. And so everyone was like, oh, Aria's ball. Okay. So everyone was like, oh, because it's, it's impressive to hit and stick. Like, yeah. I'll never be able to do it. Like, so... Then she, we're like, Sharon, you got to hit it. So Sharon comes up next and she shoots it and she so replaces okay. his ball. Oh, wow. And it was just dead <laughs> silent. The whole place dead silent. We're watching and then all of a sudden everyone was like, oh my God. Jerry, like, Jerry's whole thing just like lit up. The whole place just screamed. <laughs> it was like craziest thing we'd ever seen that. Um, they hit and stick and then Sharon came up right behind them and then hit and stick. So that was a wow. fun. But I, I think it's too. just like made it even better because she was a, like a woman. Yeah. And I think nobody expected that. Just yeah. Again, we can't throw as hard, but like Sharon can. Yeah, Sharon can. So that's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. I don't know. Is that, is that our favorite pot? I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, the two man was definitely my favorite. And then I think my second favorite was Sharon mm. hitting and sticking after the other team did right yeah. before her. Because both of those were like, yeah, we're girls, but we could play. Like underdog moments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are the best, for sure. Um, so I have one more question, Chris, if you don't mind. So we, we've been talking about how addictive bocce is and, and how much fun it is once you get into it and you kind of mm -hmm. get hooked. So what are, what are some ways you guys think we can get more girls, more younger people involved? I mean, that, that was one of the goals of the yoba like we talked about but how do you think we could get our generation more involved guys and girls i think for girls i think we need more women's tournaments mm -hmm. um or you know like for example mvr if you have the um tournament also maybe do a women's bracket yeah more women's brackets more, yeah more women's brackets because i think a lot of um girls like we're not shy about it, but I think a lot of girls might just be more shy about it just because of that intimidation factor. So, like, you have just, like, a specific women's bracket, then, like, people are more inclined to join. Because it's not a lot. I think just Wycliffe is the only one that really does. Ashtabula had one, too. I'm yeah. trying to think, how do we get more people? Um, yeah, I think Carmstrong uh, had a mixed... They used to have mixed tournament as well, but at least this year, because of COVID, they cut it out. And I think it was mostly because there wasn't a lot of interest. Maybe it was just this year, but yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. I, mm -hmm. I think what you did with Yobo was good um, enforcing that you have to have at least one woman on your team. Um, I've seen a lot more tournaments pop up where you do have to have, like, for example, I don't know if you saw NEO is going to have a tournament where you have to have at least two women on your team. And yeah, so I think right. having more tournaments like that as well, um, where guys have to, you know, go out and find girls to play. And I think for, um, if, if we're just talking about women, I think watching other women play, like I said, I watched Dina play and that made me comfortable, like learning how to shoot and like, we are always encouraging our friends to come play with us. Yeah. And I think when you see other women playing, then you feel more comfortable doing it too. Do you think the Yobo type of style would work in Cleveland? Like getting the younger crowd or how, how would you go about mm -hmm. doing something like that? Yeah, I think it would. Um, I feel like in the Cleveland area, it's kind of like you find out about it because your dad does it or your dad yeah. or your friend's dad does it. And then you want to get a team. So you get your friends together. Um, I think like location, like we talked about before, would be key too. like nobody wants to go to a tournament just like at a random location and then like yeah. not have anything to do when you're out. Yeah. I think what makes What's the place tournaments the like. Oh, um, Thirsty Dog. The bocce, there's a bocce bar, I think. Yeah, I think called. it's Thirsty yeah. Dog, isn't it? Okay. Or 
Backyard, but I know backyard bocce. So they got backyard bocce. Yeah. But it's one of those they ones that's just like courts. the carpet, right? Yeah, courts. it's a little different. I was at yeah. backyard. Unfortunately, I think backyard got rid of their indoor courts, so they only have one outdoor. Oh, now. Really? I was there for the oh, okay. uh, Browns game when they played in the playoffs, and I was all excited. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna play bocce and watch the Browns win. And they now turned it into like a VIP booth area. Oh, do they do that because of COVID for more space or do they think people weren't playing bocce? Yeah, I don't, I think they noticed that their demographic, it was people were going there to like party and stuff. So they're like, hell, we can probably make more money if we just turn this Mm -hmm. area into a VIP area. So that kind of stunk, but. One thing I think that Wycliffe does too, that is good, that gets, that could get younger people um, is that glow in the dark bocce too. I think just like making it a little bit more fun. Yeah. Helps instead of just like the specific sport, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's really fun. Have you ever heard of Globachi? No, I've not. Yeah, so, yes. so they so we have a on the beach. With that. Yeah, with the glow in the dark bocce balls. Yeah, it's actually a fundraiser that they do for their scholar- Italian scholarship education oh. fund, and it's um, really fun. It's it, 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 it you do it at night, and we all play with the glow in the dark bocce balls, and there's a DJ. You food. get glow sticks, and they had um, what do they have like margaritas? Wine slushies or something. Yeah, like wine that. slushies. But I think nice. it but I think it drew a lot of like non traditional bocce players because mm-hmm. it's like it's less intimidating too, I think. Well, and, you guys kinda talked about it earlier where you played in some leagues, you subbed, and it was even though I'm sure those leagues were competitive, it was still like a more social competitive type atmosphere. Where there's mm-hmm. really not much out there for that, especially in the Columbus area. You know, there aren't that many bars that have these bocce courts where you can just go have a drink and play. So I think if we, similar to, I don't know if you guys know Oddball Sports and American Bocce, they do that over in Chicago. Alex started, he, he um, built these courts, they're portable courts that he can place anywhere. I mean, they're smaller. It's oh. a different kind of bocce, but it's still bocce. And there's several females in those leagues over there. So I think something like that where we could start small and then eventually uh, grow interest and say, hey, there's a tournament. Why don't you guys get a team? Yeah. Um, so that's an idea for us as well. Yeah, that's good idea. There's one thing that I was thinking about that I wanted to do, but I just I don't have the time to do it. But I think it could possibly work in the Columbus area or really anywhere was that instead of if you have a league, the same people, but it kind of be like a traveling league. So every week you play the same day, same time, but you're playing at a different venue every week. So like if we were doing it in the Cleveland area, like let's say you play Monday nights, one week you play at Alta House, next week you play at Wycliffe, they play at NEO, you play at Mayfield Park, yeah. you find a bar that has courts. And so I think yeah. even doing that and having maybe people at the bar seeing like, oh, what are all these people doing here could attract more people. And it's also interesting to play in that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. I have actually one question. We just were a little over an hour, and I want to take all your night. Um, Who's the best male bocce player in Cleveland? Oh, I can't answer that. You have to. (laughs) You have to. No. Yeah. Come on. I don't even know. My dad is the best bocce player. Oh, there's a good answer. Uh, I'm not answering that. Do you want to pick pick three? All right, wait. If you're stuck on a, let's say you're stuck on a ship and they have a bocce court. I know this is a strange scenario. And you have to pick one person. It's life or death. You have to win this bocce match. You have to pick one person from (laughs) Cleveland. Who would you pick to be your partner? I feel like we've had. I pick my sister. (laughs) We've talked about this before, too. We did. We we talked about if you had to pick one person to be your. This is how weird we are. <laughs> to be your um like one person a year and they have to play in every league with you in every tournament and that's it that's your one person that you pick who would it be and so we always throw that around like oh well they're a good pointer or, or they're a good teacher or, or they have a good temperament they never get mad at me so like we weigh all those but i mean i don't know i can't pick one all right we'll let you guys i don't get us in trouble there. <laughs> i'll get in trouble <laughs> all right you can't if you're dating them then they're excused 
I just wanted because I know Dennis is so. Uh, Dennis came down. He visited our Italian club. Who is he with? Anthony. Tim. With the ABV. Oh, with Tim. He plays yeah, with ABV. Yeah. Yeah. He came down with uh, Tim that weekend, I think. Yeah, and they went outside. It was like thirty degrees, and they were talking all this shit about who the best bocce player is. I don't know. They played for like four hundred dollars or something crazy. Against each other? Yeah. I I see that all the time. Oh man, so much <laughs> shit talking. I was cracking up. That's so funny. I feel like uh, Keith and Claudio do that all the time, too. They just, like, bet each yeah. other. It'll just be Sunday night at Mayfield Park, and they'll be betting $200 just on a pickup game. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys hopping on. Um, we'll love to have you on again at some point throughout the year. You know, obviously, we'll go through some of these bocce tournaments. I know next, or next week we'll see you guys, so that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. What, what bracket are you guys in? Are we doing Friday night? Did we even get that? I think we signed up Saturday for Crontavania you're talking about? Yeah, we're Saturday morning. So if you're Saturday morning, we'll see you. We, um, I think we might be too. I'm I think sure. we just said what we preferred, and then he was just like, well, yeah, we'll see how it works yeah. out. So what's exciting about next weekend is this is the first tournament that we're playing our true Bocce Bellas team since. Yeah, so you'll meet the other two. Last nice. year's Crontavania. Nice. Last year's Crontavania was the last time we played together because then the world shut down. So <laughs> the, this is our first time playing together. So we'll introduce you to Lisa and I get a picture. I get a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A reunion picture. Yeah, there for sure. And we know you have connects up there. So if anyone listens uh, to this pod, you know, and they want to hop on, let us know. Um, we'll definitely want to talk. You, to you guys should talk with the um, Extreme Bachi League guys. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think Dante. So Dante and I run our uh, Instagram account. And I mm-hmm. think Dante was messaging them. I'll have to check. But we'll definitely get oh, those yeah. guys on. They seem like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. When's when's their Let tournament? Let us know if you need their contact. We'll do. When when's their tournament usually? So their tournament um is in January. That's it was right. uh was it Martin Luther King Day weekend when we went last year, but the drive home was a blizzard. So I think they're gonna be moving it to the summer. Okay. Yeah, well no, not the summer. They were thinking about um changing it to potentially spring or something, but they haven't made any decisions on it but normally yeah it was january and just because a lot of people come most of the people that come are like out of town so like people come from new york um i think like weren't they in long island yeah we met or some guys from long island long new island york. they come from there and then we were coming from cleveland along with cleveland bocce club goes up there too for it and it's just like there's a blizzard literally every year without fail <laughs> on that day yeah so they were thinking about moving it to more like the spring march but I don't, okay i don't know what they're doing awesome all right, well, we'll see you guys next week. We appreciate you hopping on. It was yeah, a lot of fun. see you then. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Con l'autoradio sempre nella mano destra, un canarino sopra la finestra. Buongiorno Italia con i tuoi artisti, con troppa America sui manifesti. Con le canzoni, con amore, con il cuore, con più donne sempre meno suore.